Welcome to It's a Shame. Podcast about shame. About getting rid of shame. Telling it to go home. Telling it to go to hell. (laughs) Telling it to just go away. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, we don't want you. Mm -mm. Your business is not welcome here. No, it is definitely not. No. I mean, we're inclusive, but not for you. Not for you, shame. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You bring shame upon shame in this family (laughs) and this business. Um, I'm Danielle Nelson. I'm Lily Rogers. And uh, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. So this is episode eight eight of season two. Yes. Um, I don't know if we're getting any better at this. Mm, who's to say? Who's to say? It's such an objective question. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's a question for the listener. <laughs> maybe it's an answer I don't need to hear. They're like, no, in fact, you're getting worse. <laughs> They're like, stop listening a long time ago. I figure some days will be better than others, or I guess some weeks. Yes. Just like anything. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, we are uh, sitting here, mm-hmm. enjoying ourselves, yeah. unwinding. Yes, on a weeknight. On a weeknight. Mm. Do you have any anything um, pressing? Any urgent updates? Life updates? No, not any urgent life updates. Uh, I was just having like a sort of rage filled bummer angry day like I was telling you about yeah but then I was like oh maybe I'll talk about it on the podcast because why the hell not yeah you should I was just having one of those days where it's like what do you blame it on because I'm like not PMSing I'm not on my period mm. like there's no like hormonal situation that's happening I'm not like tired or hungover or like you know any of those things and I was like, what the hell is wrong with me today? I'm just like feeling the angst. And then I remembered what happened yesterday. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Which was Super Tuesday. Yeah. And I just started like thinking like, oh yeah, you have pent up rage about these things and mm-hmm. you don't talk about them enough and you just kind of glossed over it lately and how fucking pissed off I am and how incredibly frustrated you know, I was going to be like, oh, maybe this should be my brand new information, but it's not brand new information. It's old as fuck information that yeah. I wish stopped happening, that this country is fucking misogynist and it's pissing me the fuck off. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no reason that Elizabeth Warren should have been pulling or like, you know, had that low of a showing like after Mike Bloomberg in a lot of cases. And I, I was know. like, are you fucking kidding me? And then here's my thing. I'm like, I think that people just stick to what they know or what their perceptions are, what they think they know, and they don't listen to what people actually say. Because I'm like, anybody who listened to her or looked at her would know that she's full of energy and passion and really smart ideas and really good ideas. The smartest person in the room. The smartest person in the room and completely qualified and like a really critical thinker and like somebody who could really take us into amazing places. And I mean, you know, I'm not a Bernie hater by any means, but he just doesn't do those things for me. Sure. And definitely Biden doesn't. And I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with people? And it's like, you just stick to the same old shit all yeah. the time. Yeah. And it's like your like internalized misogyny and your internalized like ideas of what a leader has to like look like, which is an old fucking white man. And yeah. I'm sick of it. Yeah. So anyway, that was my rage today. Well, that's the understandable rage. Like, so I had clients late last night so I when I was driving home I caught some NPR and I had no idea what was going on because as I 
I was working during the hours that all of the Super Tuesday information was rolling in. So when I got in my car, I was really surprised because I had no idea. And mm-hmm. then they were like, wow. I was like, God damn, like Biden is so ahead. Mm-hmm. And what was surprising, frustrating, and... Uh, I don't know, was that he uh, has rallied voters and that the turnout was bigger than they expected. And mm-hmm. and there's part of me, the huge part of me that's like, God damn it, because I don't want it to be him. Right. But then at the same time, I'm just Whatever's so, going to get the candidate If people job are done. voting, if, he, yeah. if people are showing up to the polls, I'm like, great. But I'm like yeah. you. I was really disheartened. And then they're like, okay, well, Joe Biden's going to speak. So we're going to stop right now and go to his live speech. Right. And he, in the moment, he introduced his sister as his wife and his wife as his sister. And I'm like, Grandpa! Yeah. Grandpa. Yeah. Even in a moment of, like, winning, I'm like, oh, like, mm. frustrated with you. I was like, I went into that moment wanting to be like, all right, motherfucker, you're rallying the troops. And he's like, oh, this is my wife. I mean, my sister. I mean, my wife. And I'm like, oh, and I know it could happen to anyone, but... But it's he just gasps constantly, and it's such a critical time right now that it's like, no, we need somebody who's sharp. just really with it and together and yes. sharp, exactly. And you know, I didn't have any illusions about Elizabeth Warren winning by any means. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I knew that much, but I just didn't expect like as low of numbers, especially. I mean, I know that like somebody like Mike Bloomberg, like way outspent, but then again. That's another thing too, where I'm like, you're just go like you're just voting for who you've seen the most of, yeah. or like who like I know, I know, I know, I know that not every not everybody, and of course, like you're fully allowed to like these people for very legitimate reasons that you have that are like nothing to do with this. But I think when you see like mass numbers like that, and the you just know that not everybody is voting based on like actually having listened to the people yes. who the candidates and like thought about what kind of plan that they would like to see enacted and thought about what kind of country they would like to have. They're just kind of going with like their gut when their gut has a lot of internalized misogyny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I was really surprised she, she didn't do as well as I thought she would. And, and I'm like you, I had no, uh, delusions about like, Oh, she's going to do so. You know what I mean? It's just, but it was it was definitely disappointing, and um, you know, and now it's I I'm having flashbacks of 2015 and 16 where we've got this thing where it's down to this quote unquote moderate Democrat mm-hmm. and Bernie Sanders, and I'm like, you guys, mm-hmm. like we've been down this road before. Mm-hmm. I hope we're in early talks about how we're going to handle this because. The DNC cannot stand Bernie, and mm-hmm. it's just, I'm very nervous. I'm yeah. like, what's, how is this going to play out? And it's, it's just self-sabotage. It is, and it's, it's too important for us to fuck up, and I'm just really, I'm really scared. But I, but I will say that I was um, Im- impressed and shocked that people are seeming to rally behind Biden. And, Same. And you know what? Maybe it's those people who are like, I do not like the president. Like, he's yeah. an idiot. He's a racist. He's a misogynist. And the closest thing to what my candidate would look like would be Biden because I did like that Barack Obama. Or maybe I didn't like Barack Obama, but he's an old white man I can trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, my mom when at one point was like, 
you know, with Bernie Sanders, it was kind of funny because she's like, this guy just came out of nowhere. I'm like, mom, he's been in the <laughs> Senate been. for, every, he wasn't yeah. born in the Senate. Like, you know, but I feel like with Biden, like, you know, people feel like they know him. Right. You know, they're like, oh, we know this guy's track record. We know what he's about. He's not like a, a new guy on the scene or yeah. seemingly new. Yeah. I mean, I'm just frustrated. I, and, you know, I have to kind of tell myself, like, you, you can't make that big of a deal out of it because, A, it's not healthy to, like, do and ruminate on things that you can't really change. I did. I voted. I did my part, you yeah. know. Um, but I I also think that I just, I'm very hopeless right now. And I, I don't even think that we'll get Trump out of office. So mm. I kind of, I think that that kind of fueled part of the rage too of just like what is wrong with this country again again with the not listening to what people say if you listen to that man speak how could you possibly like him or follow him or trust him or think that he can be a leader of any kind like just listen to him speak yeah that's all you have to do well i mean if you support him you are a racist oh 100 percent. if you support him you're a racist yes He's a racist, and he has openly racist policies, yep. and I feel like people should just maybe own up to the fact that they're racist. Right. Maybe just be like, yeah, I'm and a racist. And also misogynist. Like, yeah. look at how he treats women. You can't possibly respect and trust somebody Dude. like that if you don't have your own internal misogyny. And I'm talking to you women, too, because, it, yes, women can be misogynists. Absolutely. Women can be anti-women. And 100%. I think that... Yeah, it's time to take a freaking hard look at that. Yeah, and I, I also, I feel the same way because I just get so frustrated when there are women in my life and my family who are Trump supporters, and they would consider themselves, like, progressive, mm-hmm. like, feminists, Mm-mm. and I'm like, no, Mm-mm. no, like, if you grab ever him cons- by the pussy, yeah. would you want him to talk to your granddaughter that way? Would you want him to talk about your granddaughter that way? Are you comfortable with that? Is that what a leader is? Mm-hmm. And then, like... It's, they chalk it up to it's locker room talk. Imagine if fucking Barack Obama had spoken that way. Can yeah. you imagine the backlash? Absolutely Barry got bad rap for wearing a fucking tan suit. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's just the, the standards that they're yeah. holding this guy to. They, there are no standards. Yeah, it's <laughs> awful. There's just like, it's, it's, your standards are in the toilet. Your morals are in the toilet. Like, take a really hard look at yourself if you are supporting that person. It's, yeah, it's Yeah, despicable. if you're supporting that person, I'm shocked you're listening. Oh, yeah, um, exactly. Maybe stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just, like, I don't know. Are you racist? Like, yeah. maybe maybe you need to examine whether or not you're a racist. Mm. If you're a Trump supporter and you're listening, like, write in. Fuck. Help me. Enlighten me. Shamepot at gmail.com. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, do that, except that. Just based on everything that I've seen and know and have heard from that man, you will never convince me that he's not those things. No, he is a racist. Yeah. No, he's a racist. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I just mean, like, I'm fascinated that someone could be a Trump supporter and, and be like, but I'm not a racist. And I'm like... <laughs> yeah, right. Um, hmm. Okay. So, yeah. that was politics corner. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap it up with one last thing. So, I was kind of feeling better because I listened to a lot of Riot Girl. As I told you, I was going to Riot Girl my um, Mercury and retrograde rage away today. Fuck yeah. And I did manage to succeed, sort of, 
And then I was on my way home, I was driving home and there was a car in front of me and they had like a, you know, a window sticker. And it said, it was the word love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. But like, you know how you can kind of tell like the letters are made of stuff and you're uh-huh. like, oh, what are they made of? And I was like, kind of like guns. <laughs> Literally. No. They are were, you serious? They were fucking made of guns. <laughs> the o, oh, correction. The O was a grenade, but the rest of them were made of guns. Was what? And what? I was like, what is the fucking message here? Like, what are you trying to say? I love violence. Like you, violence is love. Or like, fuck your messages of love. Here's some guns. Like, what? Or you I just, don't know. It wasn't like, I love guns. It was just the word love. Love. But made of guns. Gun love. What is that message? Gun love. I love violence. I love violence. Um, and then I was like, I well, love unbridled violence. Um, I'm a big <laughs> fan of school shootings. You might say, right? you know what, like, what is, what is, yeah. And, yeah, and a grenade. I was like, mm. what kind of car was it on? Just out of curiosity, it was like an SUV. Yeah. Oh well, and also the license plate was from Alabama. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. Is this like a thing? Gun love, violence, love. <sighs> so then I got rageful again, and then I'm now. And now we're here. Now here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Just. Go, going through uh, politics corner over here. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to, though, man. I mean, this is a big, big year. It's a very stressful time. It's a stressful time. And, and I'm with you. I don't want to be um, hopeless, but I will say that it is hard to be hopeful. Yeah, it definitely is. About the 2020 mm-hmm. election. Well, on that note, do we want to do brand new information or was that enough? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's even still listening at this I point. I know. They're like, oh, these ladies are just going to rant well, about they politics really again. just go for it. Um, I, I really don't have any brand new information. I mean, I'm sure I do. Like, if I, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. On my sort of Riot Girl kick, I was looking for other new bands. So, I have some brand new information because it's a band that's brand new to me. Mm. So, they're called Muna. M-O-O-N-A? No. M-U-N-A. Okay. But I think they say, they pronounce it Muna. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just listened to one song and it was really, really good. And the lyrics were fucking badass and they're very appropriate for our podcast, I think. Because, so like in the beginning, she's kind of saying like, um, she's in her room just kind of thinking like, I'm going to die alone. And she's like, and then mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling through strangers on my phone and then you know, nobody loves you, nobody likes you, whatever, like kind of those lyrics. And then she's like, then I'm like looking at at myself in the mirror and trying to say like, Hey, like, don't like, don't go anywhere. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. And then like, she turns around and then I think turns back and then just starts like singing about how she's her own number one fan and like how no one can like love her like she can. And like, it's this whole song about like being like your own, like Stan, like super fan. And I was like, I love this, like, message, and I love this. Because, like, everybody gets bummy like that, and everybody is, like, totally down on themselves. And it just is like, hey, just, like, turn away and turn back and then give yourself, like, a love message. Yeah, I love that. So it was cool. It kind of helps. It helped with rage. I love that. And not, like, in a gun love way. (laughs) No, not in a love love way. I love it in, like, a real love way. Like, not a violent, like, hand grenade (laughs) love. Um, Exactly. My... Brand new information on the note of self-love is, as we were talking a little bit about earlier, I'm doing like a self-discovery, like I'm not drinking um, thing. And it's been really, really eye-opening because I'm testing myself. And normally when I would 
want to grab a glass of wine or drink or get out of the house or like when I'd have a rough day at work and I'd be like, oh, we just need to like go to the bar. I'm like, no, try something else. Mm -hmm. See what happens and just see like what you can do and what you do instead. And also how do you feel when you can't reach Mm. for like the easy quick fix? Like what happens and what are those feelings and what do you do with them? And it's been, um, it's been really interesting and like really eye opening. Um, and I've been, I've been reading like books about sobriety. It's fucking fascinating. (laughs) It's like a whole new world to me because I've never really been like sober curious. By mm. the way, that's the name of the movement. Sober curious. <laughs> sober curious. I've never been sober curious before, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's been it's been really it's been really eye opening. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine, and I know, like when I've done like dry months or whatever, it is kind of tough. Like the toughest thing is like breaking patterns and habits, like yeah. whether, and it's not just like the pattern and habit of like going out to get a drink. It's definitely like the, where your brain goes in certain ways or like, yeah, yes. like any kind of distraction and kind of changing up one thing kind of helps like inform other small changes. Yes, exactly. And I think that was kind of like the, the thing was like, I didn't like where my mind was going. Like I, I, like drinking wasn't serving me. Like I noticed Mm. like I would just drink and then I would just get kind of sad. And then I was like, wait, am I sad? Like, am I like real? am I depressed? Like I need to like not drink for a while and like figure out like, Hey, like what's really going on inside that head of yours. And I just made a big life transition. I left, you know, like a a full-time job that I'd worked for many years and like like just kind of like okay like let me so anyway my brand new information is just um this sober curious movement the writers the people the blogs it's a world I've never explored before and people are just really so welcoming and I think AA and a lot of like movements like that kind of give that a bad rap because I had preconceived notions about what it was about and I've just I've got to say like I've I've read two books that have just been one of which is it's been like so funny and just a joy to read and it's called I'm and it just sums up like why I'm doing this it's called I'm tired of thinking about drinking (laughs) and like I'm just like yes I'm tired like I hate that it's like it's a part of my life as much as it is like Mm. you know what I mean I'm like what am I doing on the week I'm drinking like what am I it's like no just ah so anyway and the author um uh is is Belle Robinson and she is funny and she's got a blog that is funny and she's this woman who like uprooted her life and moved to France and just kind of like built her own life and she's a great writer anyway yeah it's so my brand new information is you sober curious people are really warm and welcoming even to those of us who are just uh kind of voyeuristic and here to like look around (laughs) for a while so it's been nice awesome yeah well great do we want to introduce the topic on that um, note. Yeah. Speaking of voyeurism. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah. So we, tonight we're doing the topic of, how do we put it? Body marks? Body marks. I think. Beauty marks, as some would call them. So we were talking about like moles, birthmarks, scars. Yeah. Um, beauty Just marks. like the little body bits that kind of. Body bits. That's what we're calling it. Body bits. Body bits. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think that, you know, we tend to kind of 
talk about bodies like in a bigger context and usually it's about weight or whatever body type or Mm -hmm. you know whatever and I think that a lot of the time you know people have really hard time and feel shameful about like scars and certain like marks on their bodies and they don't really discuss them very often so yeah yeah I think that this is a interesting topic I know that I definitely have a lot of those things. Yes. Um, I don't know where we want to start necessarily. If you yeah, have like a specific. Well, I mean, I, you know, I was thinking about it today and I'm just, it's, it's funny because like I was trying to think about like where to go with it and what I wanted to say. And, um, I had a boyfriend at one point who was like, Oh, I just, I love like an, I love when girls have like imperfections. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, Zach Braff. Where are you going with this you shit? You mean like when women are human? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he meant. Yeah. He's like, like I love like I love moles and like scars and like I'm like I was like what? Sorry, so so confused about the word imperfection. Mm. Um uh is that not just to be human and is that not just to be perfect? Like I don't know, but anyway, yeah. So I just first of all, like can we just like acknowledge that Moles, birthmarks, scars, cellulite, mm. sunspots, mm. Um, hyperpigmentation. Um, I mean, I could keep going. Yeah. Like, so I will, this is where I was going to start is like, um, so I've talked about how I have MS and I took a drug for years called, I might've talked about this a little bit, uh, called Copaxone. And I had to do subcutaneous injections, mm-hmm. which just means like into the fat. And um, sometimes if you would hit the same spot twice, like you could like have like, indentations in your skin like in the fat because it would just deplete the fat cells mm, and then mm-hmm. I'd always make this joke like if I could just like do the right thing I could have like a six pack like I could like <laughs> kind of sculpt one but like um I it, the, the really shitty part is um it has left like long-term bruising mm. like on my just discoloration like on my like below my navel like <clears throat> there's just kind of like blue polka dottedness and some a little mm. bit on the top it's faded some with time but it'll probably be there the rest of my life mm. and I used to be really embarrassed to wear a two-piece because I had so much when I was doing it especially the shots yeah. I had bruising on my arms and on my belly some on my legs but not too bad um yeah and I just I was so embarrassed and I was like people are gonna ask me they're gonna want to know what this is about Mm. and then I'm gonna have to tell them and then I'm gonna have to tell them I have MS and I give myself shots and they're gonna make this sad oh my god like you're a puppy dog that's gonna die face and like I just oh you know it was just such a fucked up experience or yeah or even if like you didn't like they didn't ask and you didn't have those conversations just thinking about the fact that people are wondering or like what the hell is going on yes because people then see the bruises and Mm -hmm. they're like oh god what's going on at home yeah 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 and it's like some injections that i hate that's Mm -hmm. it no one's beating me except for copaxone (laughs) but i do it to myself um so yeah like bruising Mm -hmm. especially if you have like a medical condition like if you bruise easily yeah or scarring yeah. from medical conditions. Like, I have a couple friends who've had um, thyroid stuff happen. Mm. We have a couple. And, like, they have scars there. And I, I feel like those are super common. I don't even see them anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just, like... Um, but there are so many medical procedures like that that, like, leave marks. And you just, like, have no choice. It's not... It's not even, like, I fell when I was a kid and I have a scar. Because I have plenty of those. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. But... What's interesting to me are the ones that are like the side effects of the medication 
or and or the treatment are doing things to your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, scarring is it's it's interesting because it's kind of like life experience in one way and you're like, yeah. look, you know, this is just like a part of like what happens like yeah. we fall down we get hurt or like we have procedures or whatever yeah but uh yeah they're really hard to like grapple with just pos- possibly because they're tied to something like that mm-hmm. like we're like no other real mark on your body like a mole for instance mm-hmm. is tied to like an experience in your life like a scar is sure that it's like that already has an emotional component to it and then you know it's also just like a physical manifestation of that emotional component so yeah they can be really triggering yes and especially because like a scar indicates skin was broken open for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and like I mean, to be asked, how'd you get that scar? Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's like, like, I have a couple scars that people are like, and sometimes like with scars, like they're very obviously like chicken pox scars. Yeah. Or yeah. like, you can just look at a scar and you're like, oh, I know what that is. I or have like those two scars. Yes, exactly. You're <laughs> yeah. like, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. But then there are some scars that look a little different and people are like, how'd you get that scar? Mm-hmm. And I, there are some that are funny from my childhood and, um, that I'm like able to talk. I'm just like, oh, it's fine. Um, unlike the bruising, which is immediately kind of like, oh, my, t- my stomach gets in a knot if people were to ask me about it. Um, I just think about people who do have traumatic injuries and yeah. they have very visible scars from right. that. And, you know, people feeling like, how'd you get that scar? Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Like, oh, this is going to be a quirky story. And you're like, oh, you know, I was in an abusive relationship and, yeah. you know, they split my eye open or yeah whatever. or I was in a really awful car accident and yeah. I still have back pain to this day because of it or mm. yeah 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 I mean I don't I don't have very many visible scars I have like a couple of chicken pox scars um I'm trying to think of like because there was it was really weird like so at my work we had these like questionnaire to like fill out like you know, get to know your workmate and then it like runs on these screens in our Mm -hmm. office or whatever and one of the questions was like tell us an interesting scar story this is like if you tried to be identified at the morgue what kind of question is this also do you have any tattoos or interesting markings yeah exactly i don't know it was a very weird question and i was just sort of like i don't know like i have like weird little scars from here and there i mean like my most like obvious scar is on my belly button and it's from when my appendix ruptured and they mm-hmm. had like black topics, whatever it's called, surgery. And like, and then I have a little tiny one like um, on my abdomen. And, but that's like kind of it. And I was just like, oh, like who wants to be fucking telling their coworkers how they got their scars? Also, who even can remember? Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if I were uh, to like do like a body mapping thing where I was like, how many scars do I have? I'm like, oh, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Like there are a couple that come to mind. The ones that come to mind right away are any that are like visible. But then at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure I have them just like moles or beauty marks, whatever you <laughs> want to call them. Like I know of a couple that I have, you know, like a handful, but like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like I discover like new ones. Yeah. In places like um like your back or something. Right. Or like, you know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, like, oh, what's that? That's new. <laughs> or, or like old piercings. Yes. Piercing scars. People definitely have those. 
And mm-hmm. I'd never got any interesting piercings. You know, it's not too late. <laughs> yeah, there is still time There's for still you. time to scar my body on purpose. <laughs> um, no, I really love piercings. I think that they're rad. But uh, I never had any, like, interesting ones. Um, but, yeah, I think that – so when it comes to scarring, yeah, I think that that's just my main thing is that they're kind of personal. Yes. But, like, anything on your body is, too. I wouldn't want to be asked about, like, moles, really, or, like, mm-hmm. you know, no, I have... so weird. Um, I have this... I have, like, really pale skin, and it's paler on parts of me that never see the sun, like my legs and my back and stuff. And I, I have thin skin, too. And so I get a lot of, like, broken capillaries or, like, red mm-hmm. spots. I have one on my forehead and, like, a little bit on my nose, and then I have them just, like, randomly on my back. It's, like, a red freckle, basically, Mm -hmm. and I, like, I used to have one on my finger, like, on my middle finger, um, like, in the middle, um, Mm -hmm. and it looked like a ring, or I used to pretend it was a ring, um, (laughs) it was when I was a kid. It wasn't, like, when I was 20, and I was like, oh, my red freckle is a ring. I was, like, a little kid. I was actually, like, that's really badass. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, like, I get really self-conscious about them sometimes, and I used to way more, like, you know, in bathing suits as a kid, you know, where mm-hmm. people are like, why do you have a red freckle? Or like, ew, are you yeah. bleeding? Or like, whatever. And yeah. you're just like, no, it's just like, I don't know. My skin is just doing this, this thing. This is just my skin. Yeah, this is just how it is. I think like skin is something that's so, it's so fraught for so many people. Yes. Because it just does what it wants. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, of course you can like kind of try to drain it or have moles removed or like I have a lot of skin tags too. And yeah. like, like those are like, were always really embarrassing for me also when yeah. I was a kid. And you're like, Ew, what's that? You know? Yeah. Um, but like, it's just so hard because, you know, at any given moment, your skin is doing what it wants to do, whether it's like acne or rashing or like, 100%. um, you know, I, uh, have like this condition. I don't know the like technical or medical t- name of it, but it's like chicken skin. So mm. like on oh, yeah. So like on my thighs, it's basically just like calcium builds up in your like hair follicle, mm-hmm. and like uh, so you're bumpy. Yeah, you're just not like super smooth. Yeah, and, like I always used to. I would never ever ever, and I still kind of don't. I no, I don't. I don't. I never wear shorts. But like when I was younger, I was really self conscious about it, and I like would never show my legs. Mm, um, because like, but sometimes like, you know, cause like when you shave over them, oh, sure. they can they get, get like bright red. Yeah. And so it just looks like you have a crazy rash. Mm-hmm. And so it would be like, if I shaved my legs in order to like adhere to the standards of hairless beauty, then I had these like red bumpy marks all yes. over my thighs yes, yes. and therefore, and that was even uglier almost, you know, in a yeah. way. And it was just like, I just didn't even want to deal with this. I'm just wearing pants. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and I feel like sometimes people are like embarrassed of a lot of times people are embarrassed of like scars, markings, things, birthmarks, etc. And like they won't wear certain things because like some asshole kid probably said something at some point yeah. and like and that stuck with them. Um we I mean we all carry that, whether it's like about a a marking or like a physical attribute or something because kids are the absolute worst Mm -hmm. and adolescence is like the cruelest place on earth. Um, but I feel like I, um, I don't really have like any birthmarks, but I think birthmarks are the coolest fucking thing. I really love them also. Yeah. Um, I don't have a visible one either. Yeah. 
I used to have one in the back of my neck, but it faded mm. with time. Like Drew Brees has a really rad one on his face. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, um, I I I don't know what it is. Like I just think they're really interesting, like striking. I also feel that way about like bulls, moles, and beauty marks too. Mm. Like sometimes when they're on, um, like someone's face, like I just I feel like it's such an interesting like I don't know. It's very striking. Yeah, definitely. Of. Like it kind of. It's like a little punctuation on their face, like in an interesting way. Yeah. But I also, you and I share this because we've talked about it. I dig facial scars. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Always a big fan of the eyebrow scar. Yeah. The eyebrow scar is a good one. I call me crazy. I kind of like on a guy think like, um, sometimes like you're going to think I'm nuts, but like sometimes like Joaquin Phoenix has one, like. They're kind of like, oh, it almost looks like a cleft palate yeah, repair yeah, yeah. scar. Yeah. I, I worked with a nurse who had one for a long time, and I just thought it was the hottest fucking thing. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what it was. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it, in some ways it's kind of more about the story, right? Like, totally. Not like badgering the person to get their story, but like, just that there's... Where'd they're, you get that scar? But, yeah, exactly. But there's that there's a story there. And I think especially people who kind of like wear their scars in a visible way, you're like, you have probably had to deal with that in some way. And for some reason that makes them... Anybody who's gone through any kind of adversity, and I know that that's not like major adversity, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, yeah. But like they just have like a deeper connection to like experience like mm-hmm. life experience I think because it's not yeah. just like this like mold perfection every like one size fits all right face or person or yeah. skin yeah so anybody who has to kind of like deal with something a little bit different than the norm yeah usually or very often mm-hmm. kind of has more of a depth to them I would, I would agree with that. I mean, I just think I like people, I don't like people more, but I, I feel that I'm maybe more curious and more comfortable around people who have had some kind of adversity Mm. or struggle. Um, or at least they're curious if they haven't, maybe they're curious and they can be interested and try to understand. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about meeting someone who has been through some shit and they're either able to talk about it or even if they're not, there's just like a countenance like with how they kind of hold themselves and how they interact with the world. Um, that is very attractive and, um, dynamic to me. And of course, you know, we're not talking about like the major or the scars that come from major trauma that, you know, that's not what I'm, thinking of when I'm talking about that sort of thing. No, no. I mean, like, I'm I'm more kind of saying, well, and, and I was even thinking more, like, broadly, like, um, even, like, when someone has been through something like a major accident or mm-hmm. a major diagnosis or they've um, had, like, a huge life event or they had a loss at an early age or, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. something that kind of, like, upsets the developmental pattern, so to speak, where right. they had to kind of... Um, people with scars, like people with scars, <laughs> not, yeah, not I just literal scars. People with scars. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I think that having a fair few of my own emotional scars, mm-hmm. um, I think that 
yeah, I it would be very difficult for me to relate on a very deep level with anybody who didn't have any yeah. of those. I mean, I think that that's kind of rare in general, but yeah, um, especially once you get to our age, I feel <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, I think that like, yeah, just sort of the difference between like stuff you can kind of do something about too like cosmetically sometimes like people will just like have things removed or like uh you know get like peels or you know all of that stuff Mm -hmm. to kind of like try to write or perfect if you will right um and I'm curious like your take on that because I go back and forth on it a lot where I'm like I personally have never done it a because I it certain things cost a lot of money and then, B, I'm just, like, not – I don't devote enough time thinking about my own appearance. But it still catches me up sometimes, like the chicken skin, for instance, or, like, some of my, like, little skin tags on my legs. And, you know, some of that stuff still, like, I, I find myself feeling like I just want to, like, hide it. But not to the point where I'm willing to, like, shell out a lot of money to do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like – I mean – I don't know. I I used to be like, why would you fuck with your body? Like you're perfect. And I do believe that. Um, but I'm also like, you know, people get to be people in their own individual. Right. And I especially feel that way about women. Mm. I, my stance on that has changed, um, over the last, I would say 15 years. Um, I used to be very like, oh, she's got like fucking fake boobs and like she's probably had <laughs> Botox and like da 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 da. Mm. And like, um, now I don't give a shit. I'm just like, you yeah. get to be a woman in whatever way that you you decide makes you comfortable. And for anyone to shame you for that is like, that's on them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their bullshit. So, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's fine for me to say like, well, I'm super comfortable with people's scars, <laughs> but that's not up to me to decide. Right, right. It, it is up to them to decide like, you know, do I want, do I want to keep this? And, and I mean, and I think we all have a certain level of like vanity. I mean, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that I've grown out of a lot of my insecurities about stuff like that Mm -hmm. um wherein I mean like here I am a white girl gonna talk about my skin color but like I was really deeply ashamed of being like so pale and Mm -hmm. I know that that sounds like total bullshit but I was in a society at the time or like a community that really prized like golden tan was like the standard of beauty yeah and like like to the point where everybody was in tanning beds all the time Mm -hmm. and like um you know like spray tanning and all of that stuff and it was like to be pale was like like what's wrong with you yeah in Oregon we're pale motherfuckers but like nobody was owning it at the time and like I at that time also didn't have a strong enough um like self-confidence to Mm -hmm. just fucking own it and be like fuck you I'm pale it's awesome yeah I was just like deeply like self-conscious about it and you know 
I, I'm looking back, I'm like, what? what a stupid thing to feel insecure about. But people would make fun of me, you know? Like well, When you're young, you have no idea, you know? I mean, like, and it's yeah. just you versus the world. Right. And, and anything will make, you're just so insecure when you're young anyway. So yeah. the slightest thing. And I think, like, moving away from some of that stuff as you get older is really awesome. But then, you know, you have new things to contend with, like the daily new wrinkle and like mm-hmm. um yeah I mean speaking of like marks like um like sunspots yeah like you yeah know, um dark Have spots a few of those um and then just yeah I mean it's it's uh and wrinkles yeah wrinkles in general and then like some people want they're like you know what I want I want these to kind of stay where they are and not to deepen any further and therefore I will pay money to and I'm like fuck yeah that's your journey go for it you (laughs) know I mean and I also I really like that people are allowed or feeling like they can be open about it like it's not a shameful thing like I have I know a handful of people who get Botox and lip injections and and they're, I love that they're open about it. Yeah. I love no, totally. that they've just been like, yeah, I had this done or. But I will say that like, even though they're doing things to kind of uh, combat some of the things that they don't like or that they're not, you know, or just, just kind of stave off some of those like deeper wrinkles and aging and all of that. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't mean that they're not thinking about it or insecure about it right too right so like everybody's kind of still at least thinking about it 100 percent um you know and I think that that's something that you know we don't we talk about it a little bit but not very often in society where you're just like yeah like there is just like stuff about like I remember we're not uh yeah just like being really like weird about my feet Mm. because like one toe toe like my middle toe is longer than the other one and mm-hmm. like I have really like knobby um knuckles mm-hmm. and they're just like not attractive and whatnot and like just they're little... not attractive to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I mean I could maybe be somebody's foot fetish type who knows you are um but so then I remember being really we all are <laughs> yeah exactly it's out there <laughs> there's somebody who's gonna love your feet yes <laughs> uh but anyway just like being really self-conscious about my feet and then I remember when I was um in like elementary school or whatever uh I camp shower or something mm. ended up with warts mm, like from the yeah from the you shower know, uh-huh. and then I'm like Oh my God, not only do I have witch feet, but now I have warts. You have wart witch feet. Yeah. And like, you know, having to get them like, um, frozen, frozen off, off and uh-huh. stuff and like, but yeah. like, but also just being like deeply ashamed that like I was diseased and like, yeah. you know, I remember getting like, um, over the course of time, like, I think I got a wart or two on the hand yeah. and I had to have them like freezed off and yeah. I was just like, um, oh disgusting I'm a monster I'm just not wanting to tell anybody no of course not hey I got these from someone and it was probably one of my friends yeah (laughs) at camp or whatever um but yeah yeah and and so like anything you're already kind of self-conscious of and then there's like some added thing that you're like oh god I have like I hate my legs already because I'm too pale and gross and now I have like a skin tag on the back of my leg it's awesome temporary thing that's like for example I used to um 
I would carry my, this is awful, I shouldn't do it. I know, yell at me if you want, but it's in the past. Um, so I would carry my running shoes and my running clothes in this bag, and like I would not separate them very well. And mm. sometimes I'd go to the gym, and sometimes, and this was like years ago. And um, my sneakers, I guess, picked up something, and then like they touched my sports bra, mm. and I had like ringworm on my boot for like a <gasps> oh, second. No. Yeah, and it was like when I was dating, Ugh. and it was just like, ay, 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 like my boot was itching like crazy. And then I was like, I showed my mom, she's a nurse, and I was just like, what is this? <laughs> and she's like, that's ringworm. She's oh, like, how did you get ringworm on your boob? And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know. And then, like, I had to, like, think about She's like, well, what, what bras are you wearing? What are you wearing? And I was like, well, my sports bra. And she's like, well, where do you keep it? And I was like, in a bag with my sneakers. And my, she's like, no. You know, but lesson learned. Yeah, but don't yeah, do that. Don't do that. But there was definitely, like, that thing where I was like, oh, God, I have ringworm on my... Well, A, ringworm is just gross. But then also, like, to have to put the cream on it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I I'm trying to think if I I don't think I've ever had ringworm, but I remember friends who had it. It's so weird. It's yeah. just like a circle. Yeah. Oh, I also I had a friend growing up. Um, she had um, fingernail fungus. Mm. You know when people kind of have like fungal. Yeah, yeah, like fungal infection of their yeah. nails. Or... Yeah, I don't know what it is, but like she always had that, and she was self conscious about it. And I remember she was always like putting them in vinegar or something. I don't oh, know. Interesting. But yeah, like I've seen people who have that too. And it's, I think it's like a chronic thing. It, it's hard know. to get rid of. I think it's hard to get, I know they have like, um, uh, like drugs for them because I mm. see that like the, the toe animated person, <laughs> oh. the medication. I don't know. I just picture like the people who like are under the toenail in the commercial and they're like little cartoons. Right. So I know there's medication for it. But um, stuff like that, you know, where it's like your body is just fucking doing stuff sometimes. Yeah, it is. And it's like I can't fucking help it. And like it's amazing it works at all. Like yeah, when you that's really true. think about like everything that it takes for your body to actually like Oh, and how kind work. of delicate we are. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, what were we talking about in LA about how like animals are so um Oh, a lot of them are like so graceful and like yes. we're just like these big like sacks of meat. Yes. That are like yeah. so like we, luggish. We were just talking about how like the human being is not a graceful animal. It's not a graceful animal. It's not a graceful Except for dancers. Except for like dancers and the occasional time like you'll see someone like moving and you're like, oh, that's. But mm -hmm. like certain animals are just so graceful mm -hmm. to watch. Human beings, yeah. I do not find graceful. Like watching my cats, for instance. Like sometimes they're really derpy, and like uh, Catboy is like a big ball. Um, mm. But sometimes he'll jump on my lap, and it's like the way that he'll do it is so um, graceful, and he will land as if there's like no weight at all. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, the way he holds his body, it's just, like, distributing weights where it's, like, the lightest yeah. landing possible. And I'm like, how did you do that? Yeah. Cats are, I feel, like, very graceful Yeah, animals. yeah. And it's not like us humans. I have one dog that's graceful and one dog that is um, not graceful <laughs> at all. <laughs> I have one that just flops um, and doesn't, is not aware of itself. And then um, I have the chihuahua who... It can be very graceful. Like, sometimes, like, when she goes to lay down and, like, she'll, like, put her front paws out and she'll, like, stretch them out and then, like, slide into a recline. Uh -huh. And I'm just like, okay, that was 
so extra, number one, but very, very dramatic and kind of elegant. Um, but yeah, at, at no point do I ever, I mean, sometimes I'll do things where I'm like, well, that was about as graceful as I could be, but yeah. I'm not, yeah. No, and I mean, and that's the thing too, like our bodies are just, they are what they are and like, I don't know, trying to find like beauty in the kind of non-typical beauty of ourselves, you yeah. know, where that's something that's just so it's hard to do. Yes, it is. And to just say like, hey, like my paleness or, you know, discoloration here and there mm-hmm. and like, you know, like there's some beauty in that because it's like lived and you're live human. In your body and you're, you're a human not being. A photoshopped yeah. model in a magazine. Like <laughs> exactly. that's the thing that is always so infuriating right. is like even when models, actresses, etc., like we've all seen like a photo of a model or an actress or somebody and we've noticed like something is photoshopped out. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Uh, oh, the Photoshop fails. <laughs> yeah. Like and Kate Winslet, I believe it was talked about like how they sometimes will remove her mole. Mm. And she's just like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, Everybody like, knows that I have this. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, that's just such an indication of like how far they go. Yeah. With like the photoshopping and the retouching. And it's like, but real human beings yeah. look like this. One time I was in this um, store and there was like a stack of like super rad 60s and 70s um, Playboys. And mm. I was like looking through them. And like you could see like peach fuzz uh-huh. like, on their legs. Yeah. And like you could see like the hair on their arms. And like, and I was like. And they actually had folds in their armpit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. This is fucking hot. You know what I mean? I was like, this this is what I'm real lady. I was like, this is a real woman. Yeah. Like she doesn't look like a sex bot. Yeah, that's the thing. It's really weird. I mean, yeah, our bodies are like they're they're human bodies Mm -hmm. and they are trying to function as best they they're can built to function. and they're built to function they're not built to photoshop themselves yes like, our bodies are not photoshopping itself no, <laughs> like, certainly it's not. Just not happening and nor should it and nor should we want it to so yeah i don't understand what the obsession is with just sort of like it was really funny because um the other day i was at work and we were talking about jessica alva for some fucking reason mm. and i said something like i was like yeah she basically like doesn't have any pores at least in the photos that I've seen, which are all photoshopped. And, like, a, the guy sitting next to me turned to me. He's like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, like, her skin. Like, she doesn't have visible pores. Like, she's just very, like, smooth. Mm-hmm. And, like, it had never occurred to him that, like, pores were, like, a, a thing, thing that women have to think about on their, like, the size of them on their face and stuff. It's a whole I was like, <laughs> section of the industry. And he was like, what do you mean industry. doesn't have any pores? And I was like, you don't under, like, yeah, there are, like, pore minimizing, like, lotions and pore strips. And- yeah, and then there's also, like, um, primers that are supposed to, like, make pores disappear and stuff. Like, we're not supposed to have the thing that lets our skin breathe. Which is just it's fucking crazy. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, just like the arm folds and all the things that are like necessary, like don't have them. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot, you're not, hair, mm-hmm. you know, which is its own fucking topic for sure. Mm-hmm. But just like, it's all there for a reason. Like it's all doing a job. Right. You know, and, <laughs> and, and there's beauty in like a lot of different, like I love, 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 love really freckled people i love lots of facial freckles um but i had like a really good friend in elementary school and she had tons she was a redhead she had beautiful big red curly hair and tons of beautiful freckles and she hated them Mm. i hope 
that she's out there and has grown into them and has grown into loving her badass hair also. I hope <laughs> that has happened because she had, she was very blessed in those ways. But just like anything, that wasn't like the standard of beauty. Right. And, and especially in elementary school, like you're different. Like, why are you so freckled? Like yeah. she definitely got made fun of and that's why she hated them. Yeah. But I, I was always so envious. I was like, you're so like unique and like yeah. cool looking. 100%. <laughs> I just think, too, like, a freckled nose and cheeks and just freckles on a face are, like, Mm -hmm. the cutest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I agree. Um, But, you know, grass is always greener, right? I I mean, that's the thing. Like, if we could only, like, lean into that, Mm -hmm. like, self-love the way that we do when we see other people, you know? Yeah. Well, do you have a favorite body mark, body bit? (laughs) My favorite body bit. Um, My favorite body bit. I, yeah, kind of, because I never get to see it. Um, Mm. I have a mole, like, in the, to the left center of my back, Mm. and um, I only know it because, like, um, I've seen it when I look, like, I've, like, looked in a, you know, like, trying on clothes or whatever, and I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Like, and it's the most random thing. Um, Either your wife's home, or we're getting ready to be killed by a serial killer who's super polite and is feeding the cats. (laughs) She's not feeding the cats, because I already did that. But yes, she's home. Um, <laughs> hi, Steph. Oh, hi. Hi. Did you, did you come in the side? Yes. Okay, hi. Hi. Welcome. Um, <laughs> I think that maybe that would be my favorite beauty bit, like All over right. my back, because I don't get to see it very often, and I'm like, what yeah. do I do? I'm just like, oh, you're oh, still yeah, there. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I have a mole on my thigh. It's not, I guess it's not a mole. I don't know. What's the difference between a mole and a freckle? It's not raised. I think those are all moles. Still is a mole. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Those are all moles. It's a mole on my thigh, and I really like it, and I don't know why. Something about the shape of it pleases me, but also it's fading a bit, which makes me really sad because it's, Mm. it's been around my whole life like you know how like your moles will kind of come in and out and fade and like change and just like my red freckle on my finger disappeared when I left elementary school um so I've like literally considered getting it tattooed because I love it so much yeah don't "Don't leave me yeah (laughs) but yeah I don't know why I have this affinity for this mole. like there's no again there's no like emotional reason other than it might just be my oldest one that I can see so it kind of just like reminds me that like my body's been mine for a long time yeah and that like yeah I have one under my chin and my sister has it in the exact same place so I love that Because it's kind of like we both have the same one. And I'm just like, that's, yeah, that's some carbon copy DNA shit. Yeah, totally. Um, That's cool. But yeah, I mean, there, I'm learning to love all of it. Like I don't, yeah, it's like, and I mean, it comes and goes. Like, I mean, the one thing like lately I've just, as I've gotten older that have become more pronounced is I've always had like dark circles under my eyes, like sinus Mm. shiners. Mm. And as I get older, I feel like they're just like so extreme and I'm just like, oh, I'm such a hound dog. (laughs) Like I feel like, and then sometimes I feel like not so much. And then other times I'm more aware of it. And then I also just try to be like, 
like we were talking about, like give myself grace and be gentle with myself and be like, you are amplifying this in your mind. Like it's not anything anyone else cares about or even thinks about. Totally. Yeah. It's so funny because like when people were like, oh, I feel like I have such dark circles under my eyes. Like I'm like, I never noticed. Like I just don't notice. Or like, you know how like when you have like acne or is it or whatever, like it's so on your mind, but people are bare. Like people, people tend to look at your whole face and not right. hone in on like one, one detail. specific detail right. of it. Uh, I've just noticed that in general. That's how I look at people. That's 100%. why looking at photographs of people is so fun and interesting because you can stare at them. Like I, yeah. I love looking at pictures of people's face because you can actually like look, look in a way that you would feel really uncomfortable doing. Take it and, in. And like look at the individual like little parts of the face and stuff. Mm-hmm. We just don't do that. No. On and a especially when basis. they're like non-photoshopped because you really get to enjoy asymmetry. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I feel like so much of what's Photoshopped is so symmetrical. And, like, mm-hmm. our faces are just not symmetrical. No. Well, most of us. Most of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Supermodels, maybe. Um, yeah, who was it who had, like, the most symmetrical face? And they were, like, some museum wanted to take a mold of it. No, I don't know. I think it was it was one of the, like, 90s supermodels. Um, Turlington? Was it Turlington? I think it was Chris. Christy? Was that her Christy person? Christy yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was her. She had, like... This crazy symmetrical, symmetrical face. Symmetrical face, yeah. Which is, yeah, a whole other thing. I am really asymmetrical. That's the other thing, too. Uh, I get kind of self-conscious of it, but my nose is really, like... Um, it's not like the bridge of it isn't crooked, but the ba- like the bulb of it mm-hmm. uh, slants to one side. I've never noticed uh, that. It's, you can see it when you look from underneath and my um, nostrils are different shapes and they also slant. This is so minute that I don't... Isn't that crazy though? <laughs> but that you would even, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, that is some classic, like we hyper-focus yeah, on yeah. ourselves because like you're showing it to me and I'm like, I don't even think I would have ever noticed. <laughs> even with you pointing it out, I'm like, it, it's maybe minor. like a half a centimeter <laughs> if that, like, yeah. yeah. I know. Um, but we, when it's our own shit, we, like, zoom in. No, totally. Hyper-focus. Well, yeah, because we're with, you know. But I think that that's something that's a little bit, like I said, a little, there is some comfort in that, especially the things that don't change. Because as we age, our bodies change in so many ways. But, like, my nostrils, they're always going to be crooked. And hopefully I always have this little mole and it doesn't fade away completely. You know, like those things that you can like recognize about your body that are still like uniquely yours. Yes. And like that aren't ever really going to go away. Like you're going to be 90 and still have like, you know, this type of fingernail. Yeah. Like my my nail beds are going to be like this always. Like that sort of stuff. There's like some comfort in that for some reason. Yeah. There's this like um, Regina Spector line where um, in a song where she says, I have the perfect body that sometimes I forget. I have the perfect body because my eyelashes catch my sweat. And mm. it's just like that like the reiteration. Functional the functional use of your body makes it perfect. Right, The right, fact right. that like form and function is like if it's working, like then it's beauty. Yeah. And then it's perfection. Yeah. And I just love that. Like, I really like you that know, a lot. Being grateful that. It works. Yeah, exactly. It's doing what it's, you know, built to do. Yeah. It's getting you through your days. Exactly. Yeah. It's getting me from point A to point B without (laughs) too much pain. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So just trying to be grateful. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, I guess too, just trying to look at yourself the way that people look at your face usually, which is just like the whole bit of like, also it's just like you, you know, like yeah. people just kind of put like their own impression of what you look like on your on you you know mm -hmm. what I mean like mm -hmm. in their mind like what you look like is kind of how they view you yes so it's like maybe tell yourself a wonderful story about how you look and then put that on your whole self and like don't focus on the tiny little bits unless yeah. you're there to be like I'm happy to see you today mole yeah. <laughs> and like you're you're a functioning being which is the the raddest and most relieving thing that you can be because yeah. the alternative is shitty and yeah so i should be grateful that it works yes exactly moles scars whatever yeah. although if you if you have a mole that you're questioning do get it checked out do get that mole <laughs> checked out i don't know i don't even know if what they're supposed to look like or not i guess black is problematic yeah i think um jagged edges like too like not being round jagged little moles jagged little moles or <laughs> jagged little moles yeah <laughs> uh i don't know though yeah yeah maybe well, we that'll should be do some fun mole i was going to say that'll be a fun spiral <laughs> from my hypochondria i'm going to be like i'm going to check every mole um yeah this is this that went by fast yeah jeez 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 oh jeez thanks for joining us yeah um as always as always, and um, send us your favorite body bits. Yeah, send us pictures. <laughs> send us pictures. Your... <laughs> send us pictures of your body bits. Boy, never was there a more ripe invitation for sexual assault. <laughs> dick uh, pics. Dick pics. No, please, no. No, please no, for the love no, of no, God. No. Nobody wants. Nobody that. wants it. There's not a good one. No. Never seen a good one. No, but nobody wants it. No one, and no one cares. No, they don't no. care. They don't care. And your balls are just going to get in the way, like always. And it's just too much. It's, it's too much. Too, so, too much. Um, yeah. No dick pics. Thank you. No dick pics. And we will shame you for those. Yeah. We're normally pretty shame-free, but unless someone asks for one, just assume no. Never. Yes. I would agree with that, you know, for sure. If someone asks, sure. Yeah. If they don't, Go for it. maybe never do it. Yeah. I think that that's a good rule of thumb or of dick. Well, you've learned something here today, and I'm happy for that. Um, thank you for listening. You can yep. check us out online at shamepod.com. Mm -hmm. And all on the socials at shamepod. And you can email us your dick pics at shamepod <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh, no. Um, I guess we will uh, see, see you, you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.